0: Crazy. you know and it's no small feat because they're all back to back weekly to back to that actually does this it's 52 weeks in a year right yeah yep. so we- oh, yeah we had half yeah the half wow well, this is gonna be a special episode and it's a half birthday, half I mean. birthday episode yep here episode 26 of the block to block podcast the best podcast in the world for all things web3 Here we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jai. And I am Web3Wayne.
1: And over here, the talk is different. Always, always so different. (laughs) We got to remind you, if you lose your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone. Yes, we are talking your cold, hard cash. That's not so cold and not so hard anymore. But still, if you lose your money, that is not on us because this podcast is for informational purposes only by no means will we be liable for you losing your money. So please, 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 please. We stress this at the beginning of every episode, consult a financial advisor or any other professional who can give you financial advice. And with that, let's get to it. Let's get to it. But yeah, I just made that realization today.
0: Like, we've been doing this podcast for six months now, 26 weeks. It doesn't feel like it. You sure right? it's two months? I mean, it's 52 weeks in a year. And this is right. episode 26. Wow. So, we that means.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, we've we been there Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. and New Year's. Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah, it's just been half a happy year. We got to clap it up for that. Dang, yeah. Shout out. And shout out to the people that's been rocking with us throughout this time, man. The, you know what I'm saying? 30 views we getting right now. We appreciate you guys rocking mm-hmm. with us, man. We, we giving y'all this free game, Web3 game. But, you know, a lot of times when you're giving out free game, people just choose not to listen in, choose not to, to take that in. And, you know what I'm saying? So, um we appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. We pre- we appreciate you that come back and watch this episode in, in a few weeks. Like, you know, I need to catch up on my blog to block peeps. We appreciate mm-hmm. y'all, too. Um, people who are watching us for the first time, shout-out to y'all. Definitely keep rocking with us. Like do said, it's every week. We, we got something special next week. We got something special the week after that. And, man, don't get me started on March because we'll go crazy in that month, too. So Listen.
0: I'm gonna drop a clue for y'all for like what's so special next week. I'ma say two terms. But uh what uh and in it (laughs) we crossed the pond, baby. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Oh man, you're gonna get us cancelled by England. All of England is gonna be like, uh, uh, This is not what's happening. This is not what's happening. This is not what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I watch
0: I watch my UK shows. I watch Ghost, Stat, uh-huh. Let's Flats. Uh-huh. Um, well, uh, man, like MoBean, I watch a lot of these shows, man. I got love to my UK or London people.
1: Shout out, Ooh. shout out, shout out, shout out. Nah, for sure, for sure. And with that too, you know, I think it's only fair we, we let the people know, uh, give some updates and some some news of upcoming events and what we got going on. Uh, so for for starters. Our Paint and Sip event that was supposed to go on this Saturday, February 18th, has now been postponed due to unforeseen circumstances. We know y'all were excited about it. Uh, anybody who cop tickets, best believe, we're going to make sure to communicate out and, and make you guys whole. And, uh, you know, out there in in April, April 8th, mm. we will be rescheduling the Paint and Sip uh, we were excited to, to bring it, you know, bring it to you guys this month. But uh, again, we had to push it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were, we were saddened to do so. But we are excited um, to, to get something in front of the people in April. Uh, also, just want to make note next week mm-hmm. is the week of the Investor Connect that we'll be hosting out in Philly at the CAC We are very excited about this. Wait, say that again. CIC. CIC, excuse me, the CIC. Uh, We have some great, great, great panelists. Uh, Definitely check it out. The link will be in the Eventbrite. Uh, The Eventbrite link will be in the description below. Uh, Definitely uh, go ahead and get your tickets. Tickets are free. Go ahead and get your tickets. The The tickets are going fast, so we want to make sure you secure your spot today.
0: Right. And shout out to Bison Venture Partners. They're the ones that we're, par- were co-organizing this event with. Yes. So Gary, Alex, and B, they're an amazing team, just doing great work over there.
1: Can't, can't stress that enough. Shout out to, to BVP, Bison Venture Partners. They have been great. Um excited, man. Excited to, to get out to Philly and, and meet the guys in person, man. I feel like it's it's kind of been like that for for our events. You know, we yeah. spend some time planning and then you know, we execute on the event and we finally meet everybody in person and it's it's a party, you know what I'm saying? So All right.
0: he's tall by the way. That brother's tall. Oh, really? He makes me look short. I'm not even gonna really? laugh. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Shout out to Gary. He,
1: he makes you look short? Yeah. That's crazy. Which is hard
0: to do. So
1: yeah, crazy. Okay. Okay. Looking well, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't
0: don't be shook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely. But
0: before we even get into the show, a special shout out to Brittany Jenkins, you know, the yes. co-founder and CEO of We Are Tech. Yes. You know, if you don't know, she was a guest on the show last week on episode 25. And she just really talked about her journey in building an ed tech company that's based in Web3. So many gems in there. And we wanted just to take a few moments just to like highlight some of the big takeaways from that video and encourage you to watch it because, you know, Brittany's dope. Like she's very knowledgeable about her space and is super passionate. So there's so much you can gain from that session.
1: No, for sure. I mean, I, sadly, I wasn't able to join last week. So it was mama doing Brittany, but I was tuned in watching and man, she, she just came with the gems, you know, especially talking about her time uh, the first time she, you know, founded a a business and, you Mm -hmm. know, and that that was during college if you didn't see uh, last episode and she's talked about, you know, so many gems and, you know, it, that, that, company didn't necessarily go as she would want it to, right. But she learned so much. And I think one of the big things that, um, that she brought up is, is something that I've heard before, um, in a, in a different way, but, um, the, the way that I've heard it is ABS Mm -hmm. always selling. Right. But with her, um, I think in the startup world, we can we can say ABP. always be pitching, mm-hmm. right? And it's weird to say, but you know, as you go out into the world, that's really, you know, mostly your job is to pitch people on what you're doing, and you know, really, you know, pitching them on the vision and getting them to buy into what you're doing. Um, so I thought you know that was a, a big gem that she dropped, um, and and so much more. Just you know about. You know how she approaches teaching and Good. you know engaging students and engaging people. Man, I mean, I was I was like, man, I might need to to join this platform. I don't know, like this this is this is dope. Um, so yeah, man, great great episode. Uh, shout out to Momdu for being a dope facilitator, uh, just you know asking the right questions and you know just putting on a, a great episode, man. So so kudos to you as well.
0: Appreciate it. I mean, the job's easy when you have just phenomenal guests, which we have been having thus far. Like, everybody is just their own master within their trade. And that's one thing I really want to highlight with Brittany was just the amount of time she took to master her craft. And she even says she's still learning and she's still working on her own development. You know, with her first venture, you know, after that she stopped doing that, you know, she purposely worked at companies like Facebook or Meta today and like different types of coding um, organizations to really hone her own skill set. And now she has this really dope digital literacy um, mission that she's doing to ensure the next generation becomes digitally um, efficient. Like, And I really liked how she broke down the three levels of digital literacy as well. Like there's being digitally literate, meaning you know what the technology is and you know how to use it such as I know how to use a computer and go to Google to buy something from Timbuktu. Or you're, <laughs> or, um, you're at the other side of the spectrum in which you know how to actually, you're um, at the level in which you can actually build the technology, right? So shout out to Sean from The Seven Streams, right? Like somebody like him who's able to like, make code and build our applications. But then there's that middle ground in which you have digital efficacy, in which you have the confidence in yourself. Like, you know how to use technology. You may not necessarily be at the level in which you're building with this technology, but you have that confidence that, you know, you can, like, learn the skill set so you can go out there and use the technology to your own desire. And that really resonated with me as I was hearing that because that's really the whole ethos of this podcast, yeah. Every episode, we say we, we're bringing out the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. Because we want you, the user, to be able to use all these different types of Web3 technology to unlock your true passion, your true vision, right? So that's why we have people on like Jay Gaudet on episode 21, who talked about developing real estate in metaverse. And then we have Brittany, who's talking about like the educational component as well. And we have many more guests. Coming down the weight who are just doing so many phenomenal things within Web three, and that's what we really wanted to get across: that you can use this technology, and you can use it in order to accomplish what is it, whatever it is that you envision for yourself.
1: So, yep, yeah. yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, to add add to that, man, it's the tech world seems a lot scarier than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you hear about these companies like a Facebook, you know, or, or Meta, right? You hear about a Meta or um, a Tesla or, you know, whoever it may be, right? And these big tech companies, and you know, you think, wow, like I'm, I'm not on that that level. I'm, I'm not the, you know, I'm not this tech person. this, that and the third. Um, you get into a lot of these jobs, man, and. and half of the job is writing, half of the job is communication,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: even coding. Like that seems like there are a lot of, you know, technical nuances that you have to kind of understand. Sure. Um, But I would say probably about 90% of coding is just like understanding logic. You know, if this happens, what do, you know, what, what is the result of that? Right. If I click this button, what should happen from that? Um, And so, you know, Again, it, it seems like this big scary place, um, and I think this was kind of Brittany's point: is that you know I think a lot of times people struggle to get into it because they don't try to get into it in places that really they have interests or passion in. Right, mm-hmm. like she started in music because that was you know where she wanted to make impact, and that was something that was you know kind of near and dear to her heart. So. That got mm-hmm. her in the door, and that that gave her the motivation and the wherewithal to be interested long enough to learn a new skill, and then right. she could transfer that skill to anything, right? She can go and code for Meta, and you know that that might not be what she is ultimately interested in, but you know she's now able to apply what she knows uh, there, so. Again, great lessons. If you didn't watch that episode, please go back and watch that episode because she, yeah, that that was was a great episode. I, I learned a lot.
0: I did too. And make sure you watch that episode. And more importantly, that you like, comment, subscribe, and share with all your loved ones. Don't be selfish. Share the wealth. Come on. But man, with that, I guess we can just really get into what's going on in the market this week. You know, there's a lot of activity and hopefully you guys will learn about this new area as well within or newer area of Web3, right? So kicking us off, I want to talk about um, some comments made by Alexi Shardrin, who is the CEO of EverCity. And he really talked about how blockchain and Web3 was the major target point at the World Economic Forum that happened you know, a little bit earlier this year. And, you know, Evercity, the company that he founded, is a blockchain platform that focuses on measuring impact and investment within the green or sustainability areas, right? And they're really focused on making sure that they're able to finance projects and innovations that are needed to attain the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So if you're not familiar... The UN sustainable development goals or the UN SDP SDGs are really focused on ensuring that we as a planet, like all the countries within the UN, are on one accord when it comes to making sure that we have more sustainable communities and countries, right? So things such as like climate change, making sure that we're using resources accordingly, everything else of that nature. And so you know, in his comments, he spoke about like how you know Web three technology was a major talking point within this the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, and how there's like many ways in which like blockchain could be used to help ensure that we're being more sustainable. So, for example, things such as tokenizing carbon credits, right? And if you don't know what a carbon credit is, it's just like a permit that's issued by like public Institutions or governments to private companies who usually emit like large amounts of CO2. And it's just a permit that says, hey, you have the ability to emit this amount of carbon waste into the atmosphere, if you will. And you think over that, you get penalized with like financial penalties and what have you. And so, what happens is within the Web2 context, all these private companies, they kind of like monopolize they kind of centralize a lot of these carbon credits, you know, they're buying them up or they're selling them off as well. And, you know, it's a way in like what's really like the bigger companies are able to use it, but not more so the smaller enterprises. Yeah. But like with web three technology, what could be happened, what can happen is, and what has happened in the past is a lot of these become tokenized, meaning they become like NFTs, right? And anybody had the ability to really Acquire this NFT for these carbon um, credits in order to, you know, be in line with these sustainable sustainability goals, right? And then there's like companies like Guardian who are focused on that, you know, and really he, in his comments, mentioned like ReFi, right? So in Web3 we heard a whole bunch about DeFi, right? Decentralized finance. But ReFi is regenerative finance, right? Which is like the Financial system that that prioritizes the health and resilience of ecosystems, communities, and planet over financial gain. And so what we're seeing with this era of blockchain technology is refi is starting to get like a big surge in interest and activity. Now, right now, there's still a lot of regulation and just uncertainty when it comes from like the governmental level. And that's globally, right? You know, we see that here in the U.S. We see that in other countries, So refi is still kind of combating this environment, if you will. But once we do get to a point where there's a lot more clarity from the governmental level, we can just see like how refi can really be a big theme within Web3. And I think it's really dope. Right. Because as we mentioned in episode three, Derek, we talked about the impact of crypto assets on the climate change right you know that was a report issued by the white house last year and it talked about like how you know proof of stake systems i mean proof of work systems like bitcoin have like this huge negative impact on like the electrical grid and like the environment or whatever or what have you so to see that there's this area that focuses on specifically creating technologies and solutions that want to focus on refi, making sure that ecosystems are protected, that we're all aligned and there's a lot more transparency in this system and it's a lot more open, that's really promising to see. But I'll leave it there. What, what are your thoughts?
1: I love it. I love it. Um, and, you know, I'm sure most of you don't know, but um, I worked at a, a public finance agency that, focused on you know, green infrastructure and, and investing in uh, green projects and technologies and green housing um, so I love hearing about this um, you know just want to add a little something to what you said about carbon credits right um, so it does allow for and kind of tracks uh, how how much carbon emissions that companies are able to, to output. Um, But basically, you know, what those carbon credits do is uh, it's essentially uh, saying, you know, hey, you've invested money into this green project. So, you know, as a result, you can emit however much more uh, carbon emissions. Right. So it kind of is a way for those companies and the government to track the uh, offsetting of carbon output, right? So when companies talk about their, you know, net zero emissions and stuff like that, it's not meaning that they don't emit carbon, right? But a lot of times that they're investing in, you know, these technologies, programs, um, you know, infrastructure upgrades to offset uh, their carbon emissions, whether that's like some type of garden that they're putting around their facilities that they- For
0: every- order that you make or
1: right 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 so um i think it's dope that you know we're kind of bringing web3 technology into this uh and especially with the the refi where it sounds like there is um you know some thought around how can we expand this access to consumers right how can we through you know this new technology have it to where, you know, kind of consumers can get into this, this green technology game, this sustainability game, uh, game. Um, it really boost it, right. That, that, those are things that I think, you know, a lot of people care about and, and, um, you know, another way, I mean, it's finance, right. So it's another way to, to make money while also helping to, you know, save the planet a little bit. So exactly. Um, I think it's dope, man. I, I didn't know about, so, I definitely say, you know this is something that that is new to me and is dope to to kind of hear about um heard some inklings of it when I was in my my previous role, but um uh, you know, kind of hearing it come to life is is really cool.
0: And that's why it's important to always watch block to block because you get introduced to these topics, right?
1: And but- like, comment, subscribe, share with your people, you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. repost a clip or two you know and- Make sure you're giving credit to, to the, the creators. Um, You know, all that good jazz.
0: All that good jazz, man. But, yeah, the one last thing I'll say about this. I said it earlier, but just really the implication of having this all tracked within whatever blockchain network this gets tracked upon, right? Like, we, the consumers, especially those of us who may, like, invest in stocks or just want to patronize companies, similar to, like, a Patagonia, like, companies who care about sustainability we're able to like not just read you know the annual reports they put out but we can actually go within these blockchain networks and see okay these are like the instances or like the transactions that you made in terms of like your carbon output it's all here on this digital ledger that i have access to at any given moment so it's a way in which we can really hold these companies accountable and a level we haven't been able to do so before
1: yeah, and I, I mean, I see it also as an uh, expansive opportunity for, you know, people who are interested in, you know, green tech and, mm-hmm. uh, you, can the you know, green entrepreneurship, if you will, right? Like uh, that carbon credit community is, is something that's only going to grow. Um, you know, it's, it's a way to, to get investment, right? You know, again, going back to the finance aspect of it. Um, if you haven't heard about carbon credits, look into it. Uh, if you haven't heard of Refi, look into it. Um, although this seems to be something that's mainly focused on, um, you know, those bigger companies and, and how people can kind of track some of those things. Um, there may be opportunities coming down the line, or an opportunity for you to create something that creates opportunities for for businesses that um, are looking for you know those type of investments, right? Um, so. Uh, definitely a lot of opportunity there a lot of opportunity there.
0: yeah absolutely but yeah that's what I have to say on that topic but okay. you had something you want to tell us on a you know still on this theme of like global
1: right 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 yeah man I mean let's let's just let's just get into it let's just get into it there, there, there's no way to do it but just rip the bank why am I saying it's like it's a bad thing <laughs> um no nah, but we want to just keep you all updated on what's going on in the Web3 world, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, financing, when it comes to securing funding um, and just kind of giving you the the trends. And, and what we're seeing uh, right now is Abu Dhabi, the, the latest to, to hit the, the waves and let us know that Web3 is not dead, not yet. Uh, So Abu Dhabi is starting a $2 billion initiative to back Web3 startups. Uh, So Hub71, which is Abu Dhabi's tech ecosystem, has started a $2 billion initiative backing those Web3 and blockchain technology startups in the MENA region, Uh, especially getting those uh, startups and companies to to move to Abu Dhabi and, and really bolster up its ecosystem. Um, so it's really dope to, to hear, right, uh, that Abu Dhabi and their tech ecosystem, as well as First Abu Dhabi Bank or uh, Fab, right, they are making a bet on blockchain technology and its startups. Uh, and I think this is really interesting right now to, to watch out for, right, because the, we see the U.S. right now is preparing to, to crack down on Web3 crypto, uh, what have you. There's been a lot of negative spotlight on what's going on while Abu Dhabi is looking for ways to support entrepreneurs who are building with this new technology. And for this initiative, really the hope is to provide Web3 startups with access to a range of programs and initiatives, which is dope, right? And they're hoping to provide access to corporate Government and investment partners in both global markets and the UAE, right? And so, I think right now a lot of companies need a helping hand when it comes to you know being a, a Web three startup. Um, we're we're seeing already a lot of companies starting to to feel the the pressures and you know feel some of the pain of you know this recession uh bear market environment where the funding just isn't there anymore, right? So money was being, you know, thrown like it had no value whatsoever for, uh, I would say, you know, three to four years, right? We just seen uh, just an influx of capital, especially towards Web3 companies. And that's just not the case anymore. And so unless you were being a, a prudent business owner, um, as we've seen, you know, from recent developments, that doesn't seem to be the case. And, um, you know, it, it's not all at the fault of, you know, those owners or, or founders, um, and executive teams, it was kind of the environment, hey, we're putting this money out there, spend the money, make sure you're growing your business, getting new employees, um, you know, focusing on user acquisition. Uh, but those those good times... Uh, don't last uh, just like the the bad times and and so we reached a dip right And one thing to to point out right is we're kind of moving from this wild wild west stage of the startup world uh, where now you know it's it's more of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like the the you know not this Wild West stage, but um, definitely a stage where these companies kind of have to, to take a step back, right? So um, a lot of companies will, will fall during this time simply because they don't have enough in the tank to last through mm-hmm. those tough times, right? But we see the the UAE is betting on that if their companies that are in their ecosystem can outlast competitors in other markets. They can, you know, really be the leading economy when it comes to uh, Web3 technology, and you know, very much so, be one of the first global, uh, one of the first economies to bounce back once the global economy rebounds, right? And I love it. It, it really is a, a long-term play. Um, it really is the UAE uh, or Abu Dhabi government coming in um, and saying this is really an, an, a time for opportunity. Um, a time for growth and, you know, putting their chips in. So two things stick out from what they're trying to provide uh, when it comes to their programs and initiatives, um, as well as the the financing aspect. So one is state-of-the-art blockchain and virtual asset infrastructure, and the other is a progressive regulatory environment. Mm-hmm. So the state-of-art blockchain and virtual asset infrastructure, that's something that's been an issue and has plagued the Web3 community from the jump, right? And even more so in recent years as the focus has shifted to adoption and kind of getting over that hump, right? That that we call scalability, scalability. Um, So how can we onboard more people? How can this user experience be better? Um, You know, you're competing against other Web2 companies that have had time to really cater their product um, so that users uh, can have a really, really easy uh, interaction with those products, and that's just not the case when it comes to Web three, um, especially with the focus being, you know, more so on security and decentralization. You know, some of these concepts really uh, were to the sacrifice of user experience. Um, so I think you know by them focusing on that state of the art, you know, infrastructure. It really gives those companies a, a leg up um, to say, "Hey, you know we can we can figure out how to to move past how can we make this thing um, you know more or how, do, how do we make this thing sustainable? right? And they can start focusing on, hey, how can we make this more user friendly? How can we get people to like using our product, uh, which is huge, which is really huge. Um, and then the second part being the the regulatory environment. That is a big, big component uh, to this equation. And it's really more than anything just because other countries are cracking down right now, right? And we can't blame them, right? We can't blame those countries for saying, hey, we weren't really too focused on this crypto web three NFT thing, but now a lot of people are losing money, um, especially institutional investors, they're losing money. Right, Um, and so you see kind of the the classic trap of overreaction, right, overregulation, you know, too much legislation being put out there or too hard of legislation being put out there. um, And you're seeing a country like UAE um, or a city like Abu Dhabi say, hey, this is uh, not a time for us to you know, scare people away from this technology, um, but more so lean into it. Um, so we'll we'll keep a pulse on what's going on out there in the UAE uh, and their strategy. Um, I would say this is very on brand for uh, their country. We see a lot of businessmen talk highly of the country um, and their business regulations and laws. Um, so definitely gonna gonna keep an eye out on uh, UAE. Uh, Hub 71 and, and that whole fund, uh, as well as the businesses that come through there, right? Because we're mm-hmm. probably going to see a lot of businesses that'll be on the forefront of the Web3 landscape uh, come from this this program and and really just push from from Abu Dhabi. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my thoughts on Abu Dhabi putting that two billy on nice. the table for Web3 startups. What's, what's your thoughts, Mahmoudu?
0: First and foremost, to all those who are wondering if you want us to keep a really good post of the situation, Hub 71, cut the check. Cut Fly the check. The Fly the we'll, we'll keep a great post of the situation. We'll pull up. We'll pull up. We'll pull up. We don't yeah. even need
1: the whole to Bill, you know what I'm saying? You give us, you
0: know, Listen, a couple mil. Timbuktu might be out in Abu Dhabi. <laughs>
1: You know what I'm saying? Water in the wine. Water in the
0: wine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. But, you know, all jokes aside, unless someone seriously wants to cut the check, then we're not joking. <laughs> that aside, shameless
1: plug. shameless plug. Shameless
0: plug. That aside, I think this is great. You know, it's, you know, during like times where things are recessionary and it's like huge dips, it's a great time in which you can of like, really hedge your bet, being, okay, these are the times in which you're able to, like, get buy into great companies at great discounts and really ride the wave back up because if the recession lasts, what, on average, 18 months or so, you know, within, like, roughly two years from now, you know, the Hub 71 ecosystem can be in a great position, right, if they bet on the right companies who are able to make an impact find product market fit, great, get great traction, and more importantly, make revenue, they can be in a position where we have companies of true value with amazing valuations and great impact within that whole ecosystem. And it's very on-brand, like you said, you know, when you look at the history of the UAE, right? The United Arab Emirates, you have all these emirs or like the leaders of that region who work together in order to combine resources and to make that region a world very attractive to just foreign direct investment. You know, over years, last couple of years, I feel as though every major business personnel that we know who's an influencer, at least, is going over to Abu Dhabi to do legit business. So I I think, like you said, it is a positive signal within that regional world. And it just goes to show that Web3 is just not no U.S. phenomenon. Like, it's global, and there's even if, let's say, your country may not have the best regulatory environment for your Web3 project, you can go to an ecosystem like Abu Dhabi and really strive there. So, yeah, I think that was a great take, Derek.
1: For sure. For sure. Hey, man. Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: (laughs) 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 Man, so, but with that, as we talk about just these startups, though, kind of on the other side of the spectrum, let's talk about crypto startups. Crypto startups, by and large, have been postponing the launch of their tokens or cryptocurrency projects because it's really a direct effect of the Alameda research contagion that happened last November. So, what does all of this mean, right? As we know, the crypto market has been struggling all of last year. And it really imploded when the whole FTX and Alameda scandal and implosion occurred. We're not going to cover that right now, but you know, feel free to watch like episode 12 and 13 because we covered it over there. And so right now a lot of startups who specialize in having like cryptocurrencies or tokens are not launching their coins. Even though right now Bitcoin and Ethereum has started to surge up in price again. So Coin Market Cap, which is a huge research uh, website when it comes to all things related to like crypto, NFTs, and just Web3 activity, they reported that new coin applications fell throughout 2022. Last year in Q1, there were like 10,264 applications to have, you know, these cryptocurrencies listed on these exchanges, and that failed to... 6,350 in Q4 of last year and especially with all that has been going on with like regulatory fears, the recession, people's negative attitude towards cryptocurrency. Year to date, we've only seen 3,000 applications for having coins listed and how does Alameda fall into this? So Alameda it is one of the, or was one of the largest market makers within the crypto space. And if you're not sure what a market maker is, they're essentially an institution that provides liquidity or capital to securities or tradable assets. So in this case, crypto. And Alameda was, you know, famous for providing billions of dollars worth of capital towards some large cap and small cap um, token projects. And so with Alameda being out of the picture, you know, there's this huge gap when it comes to funding because there's only a handful of market makers all together within crypto. You know, there's a few, Wintermute, Amber Group, B2C2, Genesis, Cumberland, and it used to be Alameda as well. And all of these companies have been struggling financially in a, or have been feeling the impact of the recession, I should say, of this crypto winter. You know, when we look at the their balance sheets, Cumberland they had two hundred and twenty-two million in early December. It has now dropped to seventy-five million. Wintermute they had one point seven billion last February, which is now one hundred and twenty-two million. Amber Group, you know, and they've been going through it. They dropped their sponsorship deal with Chelsea, which is like the UK football club over there. Their sponsorship deal was like twenty-five mil. They've been laying off a lot of employees, and their balance sheet went from 350 million to 92 million. So, soccer we're-
1: for Americans,
0: soccer for Americans, but you know, block to block is a global show. <laughs> Even though we have most a lot of American-based stories, but nonetheless,
1: nonetheless, I mean, none- we went global today, baby. We went, we went global. In other episodes, got-
0: we go global, global.
1: Chelsea, you know, we global today.
0: Right. You know, Web3 is everywhere. But nonetheless, these market makers have been having huge financial pressures that they've been suffering because of crypto winners and because of just this regulatory environment and recessionary environment and attitude towards crypto. And then with so as we see, like there's only a few of them in terms of market makers. They're all seeing huge reductions in their balance sheets and Alameda is out the picture. And so it it doesn't create the environment that is conducive nor positive for a startup that wants to launch their own cryptocurrency. Now it's just not really the best time to do so. Now, you could probably, there's like different figures within the space, like CEOs you recommend personally. They say wait like six months from now, six to eight months, if you will. But not really right now. (laughs) So overall, what's the big lesson from all of this? If you're somebody who wants to launch your own cryptocurrency project, we're not going to say necessarily don't do it right now, but really pay attention to the environment and make that decision. Like if you we're seeing like less liquidity in the environment, this negative attitude, invest fear in terms of investors. So yeah, ask yourself, are well, those are the conditions in which you want to launch in? Right. And it just goes to show that when it ever comes to these spaces, whether it's crypto or what have you, you got to see who the big players are and how those big players or market makers really fare. And if they're in an environment in which they're doing well and they have buku money on the balance sheets, then, hey, it's all good. But in this situation, that's not the case. And we've been seeing the impact of that overall. But, yeah, that's really my take on that story. You have anything you wanted
1: to add? Yeah, man, no, I think you you hit the nail on the head. Um, what I'll add to the piece about if, if you're thinking about launching a crypto, anything like that, um, you just have to be really, really careful, right? You have to really um, take time to truly craft your story around uh, your crypto. Uh, really understand the regulation that's coming. I think that that's a big piece of why people are um, really hesitant to get into especially anything new when it comes to crypto right. because there is no clear outline or clear guideline on you know how that will be regulated um, which can cause right a loss of, of money and um You know, so sometimes I I think that the environment calls for patience, right? Environment calls for um, you to to stop for a moment, reassess, and uh, just, you know, again, find creative ways to uh, get your messaging out there, uh, build up hype, build up momentum, um, but still act in a way that is prudent as a, a business owner and somebody who's in the Web3 space.
0: Absolutely. Perfect summation, Web3 Wayne.
1: Well, you know, I, I have a great co-host in NFT and Jai, so, you know, it's just easy to just piggyback. You do all the work and I just piggyback out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't have my quick take for today. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Today, we're going to cover Ordinals, And if you don't know what that is, it is an NFT project that has been minted to the Bitcoin blockchain. Yes, you heard it right. Yes, you heard Heard it right, and of course, this is not the the first project that we've seen uh, minted on the Bitcoin blockchain, but it surely isn't something that we see very often. So uh, we we did speak about Counterparty in one of our previous episodes. There was also a project called Stacks, um, and you know both of those projects were. Uh, launched on the Bitcoin network as NFT projects uh, on that blockchain. But what really distinguishes Arnos from those earlier projects um, is that those digital assets are inscribed directly onto satoshis. Right? If you don't know what a satoshi is, it's basically uh, cents in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and they've done so without needing a side chain or token. Um, so that that's really, really big. There's a lot of big implications uh, that comes with this, uh, you know, feat, if you will, that Arnos has kind of uh, conquered with the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, it could mean more NFTs coming to the Bitcoin blockchain network, which would be crazy. And I mean, honestly, they've seen a lot of success with, their project. So seventy six thousand NFTs were minted to the Bitcoin network. Yes, you heard it right, seventy six thousand. Really over seventy six thousand. Right. right. And really, no signs of of slowing down. Why? I mean, you know, you never know, right? I, I we can we can always point to some things that we think may be influencing this um, one, there's still some, some appetite for NFTs, right? But uh, if you are somebody that is first in NFTs, that has kind of been around for a while, you, you're an investor, you understand the crypto market and you understand that right now is a great time to get into Bitcoin, right, in general. And what better way to do that than to have some image as well that represents your Bitcoin investment. All right, so we'll see over, uh, I would probably say over the next two to three years, we're going to see that price of Bitcoin go back up. That is not a financial projection, but a a very, very bad, uh, well, it is financial projection, but not financial advice. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would say probably a bad financial projection, but we're going to put it out there because we don't care. It's a quick take, and that's what we do. And so with that, there's been some investment in Arnose, um, which is, is really cool to see, right? It's dope to see that spike back in those NFTs, that technology um, is still being used out there. Uh, but really, Bitcoin, NFTs, it may be having a moment right now, but you know we we must understand that that technology or Bitcoin NFTs is really in its infancy, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you compare it to an Ethereum or a Solana, which have had several several years to perfect the whole minting, trading, and mm-hmm. viewing process of those digital collectibles, right? Um, and it, it's really. We'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see how it matches up versus those other blockchains that were created for the sake of uh, NFTs, right, with uh, dApps in mind, um, decentralized applications, if you know, don't know what a dApp is. So those blockchains were created with NFTs in mind um, and other, you know, utility uses for blockchain technology versus a Bitcoin, which was made to, to truly be um, you know the the gold standard of cryptocurrency right for uh the fungibility of uh, crypto so again very interested to, to see where it goes we'll keep a post I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll be hearing a lot more about it um I'm sure we're gonna hear things go go down um, and I'm sure we'll we'll see some um you know some times where we see those cryptos and you know bitcoin trending upwards and we'll see more news around that uh, but something to keep an eye on or no, definitely if you haven't check it out uh, of course we're, we're seeing clones of those popular nfc projects like the crypto punks and board Ape yacht club move over to to arnold um, you know we've seen a single Arno punk sell for 9.5 bitcoin Nearly two hundred fifteen thousand dollars. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. But hey, this is this is what we're seeing. So with that, that's my quick take. Um, and yeah,
0: nine five Bitcoin.
1: There we go. Get yeah, get man. that wallets.
0: Somebody call addressable so we can find out who owns that wallet because they need to check.
1: You hear me? <laughs> what I'm doing over here trying trying to organize setups.
0: <laughs> Listen, we're going to Abu Dhabi to keep a post on the ecosystem.
1: But... <laughs> Facts, keep
0: a post. Keep a post. Keep a post. Not a joke if you're gonna write a check. But nonetheless, like that—that that was dope. You know, I, I think it's very interesting because it really, let's first commemorate and shout out like the whole Bitcoin network, right? Like what started off as a really a solution to solve for like the double spend problem the financial system and to allow people to have access to currency has really gave way to a new wave of technologies that we didn't even think about before with blockchain. Yeah. And like the fact that it's kind of coming full circle in the sense of the first network is now starting to see some significant traction with NFTs. That's very interesting. Yeah. Very instrumental to highlight. Especially like Okay, when it comes to just like the value of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin is number one. But when it comes to DAP, DAP ecosystems, Ethereum is number one. When it comes to like creating DApps, NFTs, the whole kind of caboodle, right? What happens? And it's not going to happen overnight. It would be definitely long term. But what happens if Bitcoin not only becomes not only is the number one crypto, but also the number one DAP ecosystem? And this is just like the way for that. That's just something to think about.
1: Mm. Hey, I'll say this too. Innovation never dies. Innovation, innovation never, dies. never dies. Never dies. So keep innovating. Absolutely.
0: Just something to think about. Yeah, 9.5 Bitcoin. Like that's <laughs> that's pretty major right there.
1: Yeah. 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 And Bitcoin is at at its its low, one of its it's low trends right now so mm-hmm. who knows where it goes from here. Not a bad investment in my eyes.
0: Absolutely. Not financial advice. Just our thoughts.
1: Yeah. Very bad financial thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Please refer to disclaimer. But with that, this was a really action packed episode. A lot of great stories, a lot of great areas, like Really a global episode. Probably one of our most global episodes yet, I would say.
1: And and perfect timing, because it's happening next week. Happening in it. (laughs) It's happening in it. Yeah, that's that's a very bad uh, British accent, but you know, it's happening in it.
0: (laughs) It's so funny that people from the UK, or the actors, can do pretty good American accents. Like, very believable. But then... It's trash. Like, we just go on stereotypes like teasing
1: crumpets. <laughs> you
0: know, like, there's so many accents in the UK. Uh, like...
1: <laughs> shout out to 21 Savage, man. <laughs> 21
0: 21.
1: <laughs> and with that, we thank you all for, for joining us for episode 26, our half birthday episode of the Block to Block podcast. Shout out to NFT and Jai. I am Web3 Wayne. Shout out to Web3Wayne.
0: From this is from your boy, NFT and Jai. Peace.